Welcome to Season 2 of the Practicing Presence Podcast, where spiritual formation is fueled through a variety of practices rather than a single prescriptive time of devotion, where we discuss different spiritual practices that help us be more present with God, others, and ourselves. What's going on, practitioners? What's up? How's everybody doing? So we are continuing the conversation about lament, but today we are talking about lament as vulnerability, about being real. One of our values here at Wellhouse Church is to be real, then be relational, and also be restored. Vulnerability leading, being the first step in leading to restoration. Yeah, for sure. And how does that relate to lamenting? Uh, Yeah, I don't know that you can be much more vulnerable than lament. The word means to wail. Right. That is as vulnerable as you could be. I don't know. Have you ever been? Have you ever been to a funeral mm. and seen someone genuinely wail, not weep, wail? Yeah. Think they feel pretty vulnerable? Yeah, I would imagine so. Um, the con, I mean, just the general idea of lament begins in some kind of state of grief or sorrow or anger, all very negative emotions that are very easy to overtake us. Yeah. Um, Yeah, ab- yeah. I I don't know that there's a way to be more vulnerable than being in lament. Um, you know, there's a f- famous wall in the city of Jerusalem. It was I don't know. I haven't been there. It was called the Weeping Wall or the Wailing Wall. People would go there. It's a place of grief and mourning. Mm. And they would wail. Um, in that area is known. It's historic. And I think primarily because there's a lot of freaking power in vulnerability. Yeah. Um, I think we spend so much time either on social media trying to put our best life forward mm. or it's not about social media and American society has just taught us we're supposed to be one of two things, which is either like the most impulsive, hedonistic, like emotion-first person. Yeah. And because that's, you know against the traditional teaching of the, the message of the gospel of the Christian Christian tradition, we don't do that. And so we all become stoics. Mm-hmm. We don't feel anything. We don't do anything. Um, and so because of this kind of hodgepodge of things that we find ourselves in, 
there's a ton of power in vulnerability because yeah. nobody does it. Um, we stay so guarded in a lot of different ways, but yeah, we stay so guarded just so that everybody thinks I'm okay. And so lament does two things. I, number one, I do think part of it is what I think most people walk around not being honest with themselves. Yeah. Um, I think that's absolutely true. Which you can't be honest with yourself. I mean, come on. We got lots of work yeah. to do. You need to be vulnerable with yourself first before you can be vulnerable with anybody else. Which, being vulnerable with yourself is hard sometimes. Uh, hence, lament. Yeah. Because being... And the reason you can't be vulnerable with yourself is because you've created something about yourself that you think... I don't really know how to say it, but... As Christians, I think we feel lots of times as if God is up there waiting to judge us. Mm. And so because yeah. we have this metaphor of God as ultimate judge, we're like just waiting on the other shoe to drop. Yeah, you're waiting on that lightning to strike. Yeah, and so you don't want to be vulnerable or honest with yourself because then that means you've got to be vulnerable or honest with God. Mm -hmm. But also like... If, if you find yourself there, maybe maybe it's time to ask the question, is that the most healthy view of God? Mm. Um, are there other ways that I can view God? Are there other ways that I can um, form God and my theologies about God in my head that aren't quite that way? Um, because the beauty of lament is that I get to be like personally vulnerable with God. Mm. Like that's actually the beauty of it is there's no fluff. Well, there's no, and depending well. on how you do lament, you are being completely vulnerable with God and your community. Well, yeah, so we'll do the community aspect after we finish the individual aspect because you were right when you yeah. said you can't be vulnerable with anybody else until you've been vulnerable with yourself. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we'll, we'll get to that part in a okay. minute. Um, before we get there though, I think really, and this is, this is part of it. And I'm going to go ahead and bring this up because I do think it's helpful. Therapy is a good thing. Sure. Usually if you find yourself in a time where you need to lament, you've gone through something pretty big in your life. Probably a good idea to have some therapy. There's absolutely nothing wrong with it. Mm -hmm. It's very healthy. It'd just be like, hey, I went through a car crash. Maybe not a bad idea to go get a checkup at the doctor. Yep. Same kind of thing. Also, depending on how bad the car crash is, maybe I need to go check my mental health too at a therapist. <laughs> there. <laughs> uh, trauma can happen in every way that you could possibly think that it could. True. Um, so, but if you're doing that, if you're in this conversation side by side, and I bring this up because I'm doing it myself now in a way, you know, I've been in therapy on and off a lot throughout my life. Um, the way I'm approaching it this time around is very different. It's much more formative. Um, 
But if you build this this kind of ground base of vulnerability, that has to start with yourself. Mm. My suspicion is that for a lot of us Christians, we're not vulnerable with ourselves because, and I said this earlier, because it means we have to be vulnerable with God. Right. And we can't be vulnerable with God because we're actually afraid of God. Mm. And not, yep. in like a, not in like a healthy way. Yeah, it's not like the fear of the Lord thing. It's a legit like shaking in our boots, like might get smote. Uh, I think for a lot of people it's that way. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I do think that. And so because of that, and this is why I brought up the therapy thing, when you start in lament, you're going to have to be vulnerable. Yeah. I mean, that, I think that's the whole point of lament and wailing is that it's, it's finally taken over. I can't keep it. I, I have to let it out, and it's excruciating. Well, when you uncork it, per se, like when it happens, um, you really need therapy there. Because what's going to happen is you're going to end up having conversations about your own worth how much you matter as a person and how much you matter to God for allowing this to happen to you. That was definitely my situation. And I definitely needed professional help to like help me walk out all of those inner working pieces. Um, but once you've done that and you've done that hard work, now it's an appropriate time to open up to the communal aspect. And now you can go, Hey, I need some people to lament with me. I need a community of lament, lamenting with me, lamenting for me. Um, you know, I think often about Ukraine. That's where this whole lament thing kind of started from was the Ukraine stuff. Um, I think... I think it brings great joy to Ukraine that they see the rest of the world lamenting with them. Because what does that show them? That they're not alone. Yeah. You're not alone in this. This this world, as hard and as difficult as it is, you don't have to do it alone. You don't have to go uh, on this journey by yourself. You can have a community of people and anybody that's ever done this for any real length of time knows that the more vulnerable you are with someone and the way in which they respond to that vulnerability dictates how deep the relationship can grow. Do you understand what I'm saying? I think so. If I'm vulnerable with you, and I say, hey, Clayton, I don't tell very many people this, but I want to tell you X, Y, Z. You have one of two ways that you can respond. You can respond in a way that is affirming of me and my vulnerability, or you can, a way, you can respond in a way that's discouraging of my vulnerability. Right. And so when we bring lament... This is one of the things why I have been so particular about 
the culture of Wellhouse and our gatherings is, I mean, you can ask Clayton, there were so many people when we first started this that had house churches or gatherings or a few people that were leaving church and wanting to come in. And I kept having meetings with them and I would tell the board or I'd tell Clayton and I'd tell people. And then like a few weeks go by and I'd be like, nope, I'm, I'm stopping talks. It's not, it's not a good fit. And some, there were somewhere it was like, there were other problems like logistical or philosophically, but 90% of the time I remember going, it's not the right culture. They they don't get it. They don't because they're not trying to do what we're trying to do is probably a better way to say that. Is that like, yeah, it's not our culture. Yeah. Yeah. And the reason is because that well gathering has to be, it must be a safe space. It must be the safest of spaces because when that vulnerability is open, like when that wound is open and and aired out, Mm -hmm. I do not want there to be a possibility that that is ever discouraged. Yeah. That cannot be received and discouraged because it's the vulnerability. It's the realism. It's... It's the you saying, hey, I'm a real person with real problems and I need real help that makes it beautiful. And that is the spaces that we bring for communal lament. So there is there is so much research that has been done on the idea of vulnerability. Um, one of the leading voices is Dr. Brene Brown. Um kind of a big author um and really what what the the culmination of all that research is is that re- is that um vulnerability is healing yes um it is the best way to combat whatever issue that you think that you are feeling is the best way to combat shame is the best way to combat guilt it is the best way to combat whatever thing that you have inside your head and the way that it is talked about in like the scientific mental health world is being vulnerable with your community, with the people around you. Um, we are talking about this in a context of being vulnerable with yourself and with God, but well, at also Wellhouse, with, uh, and yeah. but that's where I'm going. But at Wellhouse, we want to promote a culture of vulnerability where anybody can come and receive that version of healing um and whatever space of life that you are in you should feel comfortable to talk about it whatever it is come as you are and like i think jesus is kind of serious about the come as you are thing whatever that is whatever that looks like you need to feel accepted and loved and be able to express who you are and where you are for that healing thanks for listening to the practicing presence podcast hosted by wellhouse church be sure to give us a rating and a review if you enjoyed the episode it's free and it helps us immensely also feel free to check out our other podcasts